Hey there. Welcome to the Freelancer's Guide to Cybersecurity podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Byram, and this is the cybersecurity podcast for freelancers, consultants, and the people who hire them. You can find detailed show notes for this episode at cyber.dukecityconsulting.com. Those notes include a summary of the discussion, as well as links to resources mentioned during the show. episode, I review password and encryption options so you can select and apply the best option for securing your projects. This topic is especially relevant now. With the sudden shift to remote work back in the spring, cybercrime has spiked as bad actors have taken full advantage of these security vulnerabilities that have resulted from companies' lack of preparation for these changes. Passwords and encryption, when applied correctly and consistently, protect sensitive data in transit and at rest. But I found that many people don't fully understand some of the practical aspects of these tools, and so they don't know when and how to best use them in different situations. At worst, a belief by a user that data is more protected than it really is can leave sensitive data vulnerable and leave an otherwise secure intellectual property supply chain exposed. Like any other chain, The supply chain comprising your IP specialists is only as strong as its weakest link. This vulnerability looks a bit different depending on your role. So maybe you lead a team that started working remotely back in the spring with little or no planning or IT support. You adopted Slack or a similar app to enable your team's communication, and maybe you added a VPN to the mix as a nod to cybersecurity, but that has really been the extent of the steps you've taken to secure your team's work. Or maybe your business uses a lot of 1099 labor, that is, independent professionals you contract with like consultants or freelancers, and you share proprietary data and sensitive files with them via email or a cloud storage account like Dropbox, but you have no knowledge of the security of the system where that data goes to once your consultant or freelancer accesses it. You've never asked them about their security practices with your data. And likely you're pretty lax about shutting down shared folders and files when collaborations end, meaning your information is out of your control long after contractual obligations have ceased. Or maybe you are the freelancer or consultant who has either just struck out on your own, or maybe you're new to projects that involve proprietary data sets, and all of a sudden you find yourself signing a non-disclosure agreement with some very scary verbiage about the financial and legal repercussions you will experience if you release, intentionally or not, the intellectual property and other proprietary information your client will entrust to your care. Look, either way, whether you're new to working from home or working for yourself or both, right now there's likely a lot of overlap between your professional and personal space, physically and digitally. 
you don't have the advantage of a secured office building with IT support. Maybe you're using your laptop for everything personal and professional, and you've never really given this question of security much thought. But now, you prudently ask yourself, how much security do I need for client files? A password? Full disk encryption? Something in between? These are all good questions. So, let's get to it. First, let's assess the question of how easy it is to steal your digital stuff. The first thing to realize is that your laptop's hard drive is super easy to access, even if you have your laptop password protected. For under $10, anyone can buy a case with a USB connection that allows them to access that hard drive they've liberated from your laptop with the click of a mouse. Not to brag, but I can get a password-protected hard drive out of a sealed laptop, access its files, and copy its contents, completely readable, accessible, and usable, onto another computer in under five minutes. This means that if your laptop is lost or stolen, that password protection you set up is actually pretty worthless. The second thing to realize is that a zero-day, that is, a brand new, bug, virus, malware, <laughs> can access or corrupt unencrypted files on a drive before you even know you have a problem. Self-employed professionals typically have okay to good virus protection on their laptops when they should have great to excellent protection on all of their devices, but they don't, which leaves them vulnerable to malware working in real time. But I used a password, you say. Then I say, who cares? If someone has physical access to a device, a password and $6 will get you a latte, but not much more. As an example, let's take a quick look at PC passwords and the general extent of their protection. First, you have what's called an operating system password. Uh, if you work with Windows, it's your Windows password. When your machine boots and you are asked for your password, that is likely an operating system password. Your operating system won't allow access without it, which is precisely the level of protection you need if you're just trying to keep casual snoopers, like nosy roommates, out of your business. That's really it, though. If your laptop is stolen and the hard drive removed, the files on your hard drive are unprotected. The second type of password is a BIOS password. So, uh, BIOS is that acronym you see all the time, B-I-O-S. It's pronounced BIOS. And if you can't boot up your computer without entering a password, it's likely your system has a BIOS password. But just as with the operating system password, your hard drive is not protected by the BIOS password if the hard drive is removed from your computer. Third is a file password. So in many systems, you can protect individual files with a password. This protection only covers the file, not the whole drive, and you must be sure to remember your password or you will not be able to access the file. The fourth type of password is the hard drive password. And this is a password on your hard drive that will protect your drive even if it is removed from your computer. The drive cannot be accessed without the password. However, beware that if you lose your password, you can't access your hard drive easily at all. But 
That being said, a hard drive password is not necessarily a secure solution because depending on your configuration, your password may be stored in the firmware and some firmware is less than bulletproof. And so uh, it provides a backdoor of sorts. So further, um, so some programs can actually circumvent hard drive passwords. Aha, you say. So what's the solution? There is no solution. <laughs> Encryption provides the best security, hands down. And really, with that I can say, we're done here. But let's go through the why of its superlative qualities and the hows of encryption use and selection. Many companies request that their independent professionals use Microsoft's BitLocker. And I get questions all the time about BitLocker from consultants who are being asked to use it for the first time for a new client, but they can't find it on their system. Oftentimes, these are people who are new to freelancing, and this is really just the first time they've come across this. And the reason why they can't find it on their system is usually because they're running their PC with the inexpensive Windows Home Edition. And at, by inexpensive, I mean relatively inexpensive to Windows Pro, which is the version of the software that has BitLocker. Uh, so Pro is an easy upgrade, but it will take some time to do this upgrade and, of course, money. As an aside, if you work on a Macintosh, lucky you. Lock that sucker up for free. File Vault is on your machine, and you can find a link to information about how to turn it on and select your password recovery option in the show notes for this episode. But back to BitLocker. Uh, the challenge with BitLocker is that it is a whole disk encryption solution. And what that means is it protects data on your device, right? The whole device. But if you want to share encrypted data, like individual files, it's not the optimal solution. As an aside, a virtual private network, or VPN, is not a substitute for encryption. Data need to be encrypted at rest and in transit. So if you use a VPN, the data will be encrypted in transit, but not on your device and not necessarily at the destination, which is why you need to encrypt files you wish to share, even if you use a VPN. So back to the topic at hand, how to select an encryption tool. When shopping for an encryption tool that fits your needs, you'll want to consider a few criteria, right? Uh, the first one is, are you looking for file encryption or virtual drive encryption? Do you want a program that encrypts individual files or folders, or one that creates a virtual drive that encrypts files upon locking? Second, what level of security do you need for the management of originals? So, once you encrypt a document, will you conscientiously destroy the original file? And do you know how? Files are retrievable even after deletion. So you may want to select a program that encrypts a file in place rather than creating an encrypted duplicate file. So third, do you have a need for an exotic encryption algorithm? The standard is 
AES, the Advanced Encryption Standard, and it's likely just fine for your needs unless you have a second life as a world-class spy. And then fourth, what method of decryption do you prefer? If you are sharing encrypted files, the highest security level for consumer accessible tools is public key infrastructure cryptography, usually just referred to by its acronym PKI. But other sharing methods may be suitable for your needs, including self-decrypting executables and free decryption-only tools. PKI most likely provides what you need. As with most tools, I advise that you spend some time experimenting with an encryption tool during a free trial period if one is available. Like a VPN, an encryption tool affects your workflow. So be sure you select one that works with your work style, your client's needs, and of course your budget. Until next week, stay safe. The Freelancer's Guide to Cybersecurity podcast is a production of Duke City Consulting. Learn more at cyber.dukecityconsulting.com.